Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for Wednesday afternoon, August 5th. My name is Anthony Grassi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. Rivals Justin Rowland reports that Kentucky Deputy Athletic Director Dwayne Peavy is reportedly a very strong candidate for the athletic director opening at DePaul. The NCAA Board of Governors has set an August 21st deadline for a decision on fall sports and directed schools and conferences to meet specific requirements if they wish to conduct fall sports. The requirements include following the most recently established NCAA return to sport guidelines, the establishment of a phone number and email to report alleged protocol failures, adherence to state and local health regulations, allowing students to opt out with impunity, determination of eligibility recommendations by August 14th, allowing student athletes to participate without waiving legal rights, coverage of COVID-19 medical expenses, enhanced safety protocols, potentially reduced NCAA championships bracketing, and the cancellation of NCAA fall sports, if 50% or more of eligible teams in a particular sport in a division canceled their fall season. Following this announcement, Division I and Division II canceled their fall championships for 2020. We have a number of updates from the Big Ten. First, the league released its conference schedule, which will begin as early as the weekend of September 5th and include nine current opponents as well as one additional cross-divisional matchup. The 10 games will be played over at least 12 weeks with a uniform bye week scheduled for November 28th. The schedule is constructed in a way that allows the season to start as early as the weekend of September 5th, but also provides the ability to move the start of the season back to September 12th, 19th, or 26th through strategic sequencing that allows games to be moved to a latter part of the schedule. The conference has also established medical protocols which require high-risk contact sports to have a minimum of two PCR surveillance tests per week during the competitive season. All other sports will have a minimum of one. College Athlete Unity pens a letter in the Players' Tribune to express the concerns of over 1,000 Big Ten student-athletes who explain that while they're appreciative of a plan to resume the sports season, it falls short in certain areas. The letter saying, quote, Given that players are the primary stakeholders in the business of college sports, we believe any course of action moving forward needs to include the input of players. The NCAA, which is known for its zeal for regulations and enforcement, has had ample time to prepare for the safe return of its athletes to competition, yet it has done nothing. Its laissez-faire approach is forcing each conference and each school to create its own plan, resulting in inconsistent policies, procedures, and protocols. The letter goes on to lay out the Big Ten Unity proposal, which includes transparent testing performed by a third party, sufficient penalties for non-compliance, and mandatory reporting for Big Ten personnel who are aware of suspected violations, safety protocols, testing, and contract tracing procedures, player assurances, and hazard-related economic support. In more scheduling, the AAC has released its fall sports plan which calls for regular season intra-conference play in football, men's and women's soccer, and women's volleyball, culminating in conference championship events in those sports as well as men's and women's cross country. American members will be able to schedule non-conference competition in fall sports at their discretion but under the guidelines and protocols set by the Medical Advisory Committee. The Mountain West is expected to finalize a 10-game football slate made up of eight conference games and two non-conference. Stadium's Breckman Murphy reports that one reason for the two non-conference games is to allow Air Force to play Army and Navy. Connecticut football will not compete during the 2020-2021 season, according to Athletic Director David Benedict, who says, quote, The necessary measures needed to mitigate risk of football student-athletes contracting the coronavirus are not conducive to delivering an optimal experience for our team. Ultimately, the student-athletes would rather preserve their year of eligibility with an eye to competing under more typical circumstances during the 2021 season. Huskies head coach Randy Edsel adding, quote, If I was in a Power 5 or Group of 5 conference, I'd be saying the same thing. I'd be doing the same thing because these young men's lives are more important than money. 
The college football playoff will delay the release of its final rankings for the 2020-2021 season from December 6th to December 20th. The change was made due to several conferences pushing their conference championship games back to December 12th, 18th, and 19th. Florida A&M has asked the NCAA for a waiver to play a four-game non-conference football schedule in the fall of 2020 and is seeking a matchup with Florida State. Athletic Director Courtney Gauthier says the school has had some preliminary conversations with USF and FAU, but notes nothing has progressed so far. The NCAA Division I Board of Directors reviewed NIL concepts sent to members for feedback, including whether to allow student-athletes to use their NIL to promote camps and clinics, private lessons, their own products and services, and commercial products or services, allowing student-athletes to be paid for signing autographs and making personal appearances, and ensuring that payments for NIL rights are not a disguised form of pay-for-play, particularly when made by boosters or others with connections to the institution. Members were also asked to comment on an administrative framework built by the Legislative Solutions Group that addresses several issues to consider when making NIL changes. The framework considers how to address potential conflicts that may arise between the student-athlete in the school or conference or NCAA, the disclosure of NIL activities for compliance and educational purposes, and whether to allow student-athletes to use a professional service to negotiate NIL contracts, among others. And that is all for your D1T and 5 for Wednesday afternoon, August 5th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you next time.